Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this episode, we are rambling about our top three games of 2017. Hi, my name's Shondell. And I'm Peter. And this is All Manner of Things. And today we are doing a ramble edition. Yes, so we're just going to be talking about the top games that we've played in 2017. So this, this is just the games we've played for the first time in 2017. There might be some games here which are older, haven't been, that were released in 2016 or 15. Or even older still and we only just found them this year. Yeah, exactly. So, Especially because we live in Australia and everything seems to come out here way later than it comes out in the rest of the world. Yeah. So... So I'll give you a bit of a gauge on um, what we've done in 2017. We've played uh, 28 new games, 71 unique games played, and for the entire year so far, 159 plays. So we're, we're recording this a couple of days before 2018, So and I know that we're going to have a bit of a big games night on new year's eve surprise surprise yep. uh, <laughs> play more games um but uh so that number is probably going to get a little higher than that but not too much higher 160 odd cool so on those 28 new games um we've had to narrow down to a top three yes now let me tell you a little bit about this process of narrowing down games from all the games you played in, during the year there are five stages that you you kind of go through when you're yes. narrowing down games and they may sound very similar to the five stages of grief. <laughs> um, so we, to start off with, it's, de, it's just completely denial. You look at the list of fantastic games that you've played throughout the year and you're like, no, I can't do it. It's not going to happen. I am not narrowing this list down to three. I can, listen, I can narrow it down to 28, yeah. but not to yeah. three. <laughs> Um, and then from there you move on to anger. Like, why? Why am I making myself choose three? Like, why am I doing this to myself? This is crazy. Um, then you move into bargaining, which for us is like, well, perhaps we could do a top five, you know. Maybe it doesn't have to be a top three. <laughs> and we have considered that for sure. Yes. And, it, well, we started considering a top ten at one point as well. So, you know. We narrowed it down to top ten. That's pretty good. Um, but uh, no, no, we're fairly strict on ourselves. These, these rambles are generally trying to keep them under half an hour and we know that a top three um, is probably the best way to keep that number down because I know we like to explain the games as we go along. So, yeah, without uh, further ado, do you want to oh, keep, keep going? Stages. That's oh, only okay. three stages. Yep. So from there, <laughs> sorry, we move into uh, depression, Yeah. which is the, okay... I can't, you know, this is, I'm useless. I, think, <laughs> I can't I think pick I can, three games. I think I remember you crying in the corner, rocking <laughs> slightly and, uh, yeah. And then finally acceptance, yeah. which is kind of where we're at now. Yeah. But well, I'm not going to lie, both of us kind of have more than three in our list and we're just hoping that the other person might talk about them before us. Exactly. So that's kind of our our promise we've given ourselves that if somebody else mentions a game that we've already got listed, then what we can do is just move on to the next one down the list. So at least you'll end up with six Hopefully, unique yep. unique games for 2017. 
And it it's is a, a little bit of a cheat. Look, it's a tough, tough list, and we've played some amazing games this year. Absolutely. Okay, so who's going to start? I will start with yes. number three. Yes. So my number three game for this year is Tiny Epic Galaxies. It's not in my top three. Let's just say that. So, yes, and I can totally agree. Tiny Epic, amazing game. Uh, I'll let you talk a little bit about it. Yeah, so um, Tiny Epic Galaxies is comes in a very small box, which is why, you know, it comes with a Tiny Epic name. And yet it's a whole game in this box. Yes. So you've got you've got little spaceships that you send out from your home galaxy to other galaxies, which are just cards that are laid out across the centre of the table. And you can either try and colonise those galaxies or you can just use their powers, like their abilities as once-off sort of mm-hmm. things. And it's mm-hmm. all done by rolling dice. Um, the dice give you the abilities that you can use. Yep. And, yeah, it's a full game in a small box. And Absolutely. I really like that about yep. it. I'm not very good at it, but... That doesn't mean I don't really enjoy playing. It's one of those games that you can take along to uh, a games night and people are like, oh, what do you bring? And I said, this little small little box, you know, or, or someplace you can even travel with it, take it to a picnic or someplace. Yep. And it'll just, it plays like a full game. It's worth every cent and it should, you know, this don't judge a, a, a a book by its cover, it's the same thing. Don't judge a board game by its cover. Yeah. This thing when is... We saw, yeah, when we saw the size of the box for the yeah. Tiny Epic Games and we're like, okay, so they're just going to be sort of like filler games or just a little half-hour games yeah. or whatever, but it's, yeah. it's not. It's a full game yeah. and a small box and it's a this, really enjoyable one. This one game completely sold me on all the Tiny Epic series yep. and since then we've, we've bought two more, Tiny Epic Western, Tiny Epic Quest... And um, they haven't failed to hit the mark. They yeah. are really good games, yeah. entire games in a very small box. Well done. Cool. So what was your number three then? My number three was Big Book of Madness. Ooh, nice. That's not on my list. So. Isn't it? Oh, okay, we're doing well so it far. It was in my top ten, but yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Book of Madness is essentially your students uh, we try not to say the words Hogwarts, but you're in a, a, a wizardry, you're in a wizardry <laughs> magic school, and and um, there's four different colours, like the four different houses, which we're not going to call Slytherin and Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff and <laughs> yeah, or earth bending. Water bending, fire bending, and air bending either. No. So for the Avatar fans out there, so um, yeah, it is a essentially you're a bunch of students and you get curious about and wanting to learn new spells. You open up this book and unleash all these curses um, that come your way in various forms of creatures. And you need to work together, band together, so it's a cooperative game. Use your cards, which essentially is it's kind of it's a deck building cooperative game. Using your cards to counter these curses and um, get through the entire book. Yes, and there's also spells you can learn along the way to increase your repertoire yep. of things that you can do. Yeah, it's it's a tough. 
It tough look, game. it is a tough game. Very attractive in the artwork. Very Absolutely. appealing in the theme. And um, when we first got this, that's all I ever wanted to play again and again yeah. and again yeah. and again. It was it was really really good. And just for the again, you're saying about um, not winning every time when it comes to. Tiny Epic Galaxy. The same thing could be said about um, Big Book of Madness. It is a really good game. And um, just because you don't win every time doesn't mean it's not an attractive game. Absolutely. So what did you have? No. 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 You have to mention your number two first. Okay, my number two. My number two, a game we've just recently purchased, Photosynthesis. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume that you had that somewhere in your as your number two. There was this. This was I had two games vying for the number two spot, and, and that was one of and them. That was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Photosynthesis is a very beautiful game, and it's all about the amount of light points you can get via your trees and where you position your trees, and slowly the. Uh, sun revolves around the board, repositioning itself, basking your trees from various sizes with um, with light points. The bigger the tree, the more the light points. The more the light points you got, the more that you can purchase um, seedlings, saplings, and and grow your tree into a larger and larger tree, giving you more and more points. So, yep. And the bigger trees also cast bigger shadows. Yep. So if you end up stuck behind someone else's tree that's quite large, then you're not getting any light. So you don't get those light points. Or if you plant your trees behind your other trees, then you find yourself kicking yourself because you're blocking your own light. <laughs> Which happens all the time. Yes. Um, so then it comes down to chopping down the tree at the right time to get the points um, for the game, the victory points, I suppose, for the game. Yes. Now this game, it's a tree game. Yes. Um, We've got something year, about tree yeah, games. Last yeah. year in our top three, oh, did we both have Arboretum? I definitely had Arboretum in my top yeah. three last year. Yeah. And I feel the same with photosynthesis. Something about tree games, I... A lot of people have been saying this is an abstract game, but some of it's really, I think it's actually quite thematic. Like the the fact that they're trees and they're casting shadows and there's sunlight, that all matters in this game. Yeah, it does. So it's not as abstract as people think. No, not at all. Um, The theme is, you know, it's just trees, but it's still a theme and it's relevant. And when we were playing yesterday and we forgot to explain the rule about the shadows, the people at the table were like, oh, we kind of assumed that anyway. And if you can assume something from the theme then it's not an abstract game. No, no. As opposed to Arboretum, which is. But I find the thing about the tree games, they tend to bring out the worst in me. (laughs) (laughs) There is certainly like a a violent tendency to, to block... I suppose both both Evil games. laughs and a couple yeah. of swear words and yeah, all in good fun, all in good fun. But yeah, yeah. it does make me go ah, okay, and yeah, in a good way. Definitely crunchy. Is that the right word? Crunchy game, like really gets my head gears yeah. crunching and turning, and and it's a game that takes. Each person takes a long time to take their turn. The old analysis paralysis. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't bother me with this game. No. 
for some reason, it's just. I think it's because the theme is so gentle and possibly yeah, calms you down. It does. It does. And it, it's beautiful. The game is beautiful. The yeah. tree pieces are beautiful, and you know the the artwork. Even though they're just trees, you know some of them have little birds nested in them. Some of them have butterflies flying around, and then you got yeah. squirrels and rabbits. Attention and to things. detail is yeah. is really nice. So yes, I would definitely. Um, that, that's why it's in my top two. Well, I'm glad you put that in there because otherwise I don't know which one of these two games I would have picked. But the one that I had then for my number two game is Sagrada. Ah, yes. Another pretty game. Another pretty crunchy game. Yep. Um, so Sagrada is, if you haven't seen photos of this game, go onto Instagram and hashtag Sagrada. Maybe hashtag Sagrada game because I think a Sagrada is a thing. Yeah. Um, Place, isn't it? But anyway, go on there and have a look at the photos of this game because this game is just beautiful. And it's this one is abstract. So you're building stained glass windows using dice and where you can place the dice is dependent on the colour of the dice that you draw and the numbers rolled on the dice and then you get extra points for having certain thing like a row with um, no number repeated or no colour repeated. and it's, it's been likened to Sudoku. Um, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, I guess, I guess it is a little and bit like that, yeah. Yeah, I can see why. Um, it, it is one of those crunchy style games. Yes. So this one reminded me a lot of Arboretum. So where photosynthesis, it is really, you do need to use your brain a lot and it does have a lot of decisions. It doesn't feel quite as tearing your hair out as Arboretum, where Arboretum you're like, Every card you put down, you hesitate halfway in between, yep. deciding whether you want to change, whether that's the right move, or do I put this card back in my hand? Do I put it on the table? I don't know. Sagrada has that feeling. Sagrada, yeah. a lot yeah. more than photosynthesis, has that. Every dice I pick up, I'm like, oh, do I want to pick up? Because you, I Photo, say I photosynthesis play. is, is a, I suppose, more the where it comes to those light points where you always need more light points. Yes. Give me damn, some more damn light points so I could do more things in my yes. turn. I just feel so limited. Whereas Sagrada is, which dice do I choose? Yes. So the basic, the basic mechanism of Sagrada is um, you have a turn, you draw out a number of dice out of a bag so you can't see what colours you're drawing you randomly draw out that number and you roll them so you've got the random and that's like the pool that you get to pick from from this for this round yep. and you get to pick the first dice and then the dice go around and then they come back the other way so you know you're going to get to pick a second dice but everyone's going to have picked before it gets back to you mm-hmm. um, so that's a basic like dice drafting I guess mechanism that it plays yep. and it's that same thing it's do I pick up this dice? But I, I, what I really want is that dice. But if I pick up that dice and then someone else picks up this dice, then I've got no dice left to pick up when it comes back around to me. Whereas if I pick up this dice, which I don't quite want as much as, it's just that whole thing. Plus of, you can block people by picking up that dice so they don't yeah, get that combination and then, as well. And then you start going, well, there's nothing I can pick up here that I can actually play on my board or want to play on my board. And, oh, it's really, really heavy in the yeah. same way of Arboretum. So if you liked Arboretum, if you managed to get your hands on it, because I understand it's really hard to get your hands on, Sagrada is is the same. It's so good in that frustrating yet I enjoy this so much. I don't yeah. know. Maybe yeah. I'm a sadist. I just really enjoy those <laughs> games where I 
get so frustrated about the decisions I have to make. Which leads us down to our number one. And I get the feeling we've got the same number one. Possibly. Would you like me to go first? No, I can go first. All right. Or, I don't know, now that I think about it, if you go first, that means I can choose another one. Okay, you go first. You go first. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, my number one for 2017 is Medieval Academy. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. How could you <laughs> – this This is a, an amazing um, worker placement game. Can I use that as a term? No, not really. Because your workers are resource management? I don't know. Pick and pass. I like uh, to say pick and pass. Okay. So what I mean by that is – You've got a deck of cards, like a, a hand that's, of cards. That's, that's the first part of it is the pick and pass mechanism. And beyond yeah, that... That's the major the, part of it uh, though, isn't it? No, I don't know. It's it's timing. Maybe we should explain yes. this. Go back so, from the beginning. So Sorry. you've got a hand of cards yeah. and you take one... And then you pass the rest on. That's what I mean by pick and pass. Yeah. And you get the and you get the hand from the person to your right or left, whichever way it's going. And then you take another card from that hand and then you pass the rest on. And you keep going like that until you've drafted a whole bunch of like your hand for the game. Yeah. So that's the first stage. Um, and then the second stage is there's a whole bunch of different places you can go to train in, in your medieval academy. So you can woo the princess or you can do charity, give to or charity, or scholar, study, or, or yeah, fight the fight, dragons. Yeah, quests. Yeah, um, work in the king's court. Yeah, you know, a bunch of different things, and that's what's on the cards, like numbers one to five in these different areas, and then you play the cards, and you play going around in a circle, one card at a time, and you move your counter on each of the different tracks for whatever you've played. It does matter. This is the only game I know where it matters. Okay, there's lots of games where it matters what order you go, but in this game it matters because if you end up on the same spot as someone else, but you got there second, your counter is on top of theirs, therefore you are in the lead in that spot. Yep. And that can be uh, that can make or break and win or lose games. That that point difference. And it can be quite, uh, quite a strategic thing. It's one of, again. It's one of those games where it actually works as a disadvantage if you're the first player. Oh, as absolutely, well. absolutely. So you I want to go last. So you exactly. Can stand on everyone's exactly. Heads. You and don't quite need enough to be more than them, but if you can get the same as them and go last, yeah, that's what you need. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant game, and the theme is 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 done really well. It's clever. It's it's a, it to me it was a fairly unknown board game i hadn't heard of it until yeah, someone until brought it around and even them when they bought it around they they said that they they weren't really uh that they discovered it by accident yeah bought it on a whim yep and it has been it, we've had so many plays of it and it's been such a great game it's, and everyone everywhere we bring it to everyone agrees that it is a really good game it's really like it's a shame sometimes when you think about it like I said, it's a lesser known game um and yet it's so good it's like you want to go tell the world you know you look at the top 100 games on board game geek or whatever and it's not going to be in there and people aren't going to hear about this game but it is such a good game i just want to yeah. go ah World, find this game. <laughs> so yes. maybe this year we'll do a couple of podcasts on some lesser known games that we really, really enjoy and recommend you get your hands on. Cool. Yeah. So the thing with the 
one thing with this game is that that pick and park pass mechanism. So it's similar to what you do in Sushi Go, which is a more well-known game. Yeah. Um, and what you do in Treasure Hunter, which I have no idea how well-known that game is, but there are other games that have that mechanism, but something about it never felt right to me. Something about it, I just never really got into it. But this particular game, I think, is the best version mm. that I have played mm. of that mechanism. The way they do it is just so clever and so good. And and the two-player variant of this oh, as well. fantastic. So well thought out and really well balanced. You always feel like... Um, you're, you're handing off the, the wrong cards or, or you don't know which cards to pick to choose from. It, it's Again, you, you have those, some of those frustrating moments like, I can't believe I'm handing you this card. It's so ridiculously powerful. But um, it, it works out so well. It's a great game. And, and it's a very clever variant for two players. It does play up to five players. But the, the two-player way that you play it, they have really thought about it and thought, how can we make this still a good game yep. with two players? And it's fantastic. The, there are some various expansions in there as well in the, the game that we the base game yeah, that we bought. Yeah, variations, yep. There's variations and they do help with the replayability as well. Okay. Well, I really um, – since that was your both our number ones – and you picked my number four, which was Tiny Epic Galaxy. The only one I have left on this list, so we have six games for you guys to choose from, was Japur. Nice. Um, nice. This is a great, strictly two-player game. And um, there's generally just the two of us playing these games. So we really liked this game it was quite a small box the mechanics behind this game and the way that it plays is just so simple and yet it's one of those highly strategic games you just can't help but love and appreciate the simplicity of it yes okay so what Jaipur is is you're a trader and you're trying to become the best trader so that you can be the Maharaja's personal trader you have um, there's a set of cards across the middle, and you've got cards in your hand. You have the option of picking up cards in the middle. You can only pick up one, um, unless if there's more than one that you want to pick up, you have to replace it with stuff from your hand. Usually, you don't want to do that because that means you're putting other goods down to take the goods that are there. But you do have camels as well, which don't really count for anything except you have a lot of them and they don't count towards your hand limit and they mean that every now and again you can just trade in a whole bunch of camels when a good hand of goods comes up. So the goods range from like um, jewels and gold and silver, which are worth lots of points, down to your silks and... um, General fabrics and other bits and pieces. So which are worth less points. And then, you know, you trade them in and you get victory points. It's fairly simple mechanics, fairly simple gameplay, but at the same time the balancing of how many cards am I going to take? Am I going to put down cards from my hand to pick up more cards? Is really, it's quite well thought out game. I think this year, looking at our list of games that we've picked, we've got a couple of um, different ones, but we've we've tended towards more simple mechanics. Mm but are still very strategic and very clever games. Yeah, I do think that's where we're heading. That's our kind of like our flavour at the moment. Yes. Where, yes, we have played a lot of good games, and but the choices that we've chosen absolutely are, are quite, quite simple, 
yet uh, highly strategic and um, the replayability is obviously quite high on this as well. I wonder wonder if it means we're getting more mature. I don't think so. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to leave you guys um, with one other part, which is the uh, expansions. Now, along with obviously these base games we do get a lot of expansions or we do play a lot of expansions come with these with these games and we thought well maybe we'll just do like a top one yes expansion instead of last year we did our worst game which i think maybe offended some people who liked those games yeah and and look you know of the 28 games that we have played i don't think there's i don't think there's been any stinkers at all no. Completely, you can always pick really good elements of them. I can think of one game which I'm like, yeah, but still, there's a lot of positives within that game as well. So I don't exactly. want to take away from it just because someone may it may attract to those people. Some people are after like your upwards and Scrabble and your, your those basic word games. Some people are after. Monopoly. Monopoly. They want the the basic games. Just as long as you're playing games and uh, you're having fun, that's that's all that we kind of like to to promote. Yep. So So that's why we're sticking to the positives today and going with our top expansions. Yes. Do you want me to go first because I know what yours is? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. Um, Mine is a little unusual this year. Which, having said that, you can probably guess what mine is. Um, mine is the game mat for Firefly. Really? Yes. I know um, this doesn't really sound like a proper expansion or that it really makes sense. If you're a fan of Firefly, the show, then yeah. you will enjoy, I think, probably, I do, Firefly, the board game. Yeah. Because you get to explore all the characters and the equipment and it's just a nice stroll down memory lane and you, if you're like me, you spend half the time quoting different things when different characters come out and yeah. it's a lot of fun. But then it gets better. It has so many expansions and we have bought a lot of them and I would have said the Blue Sun expansion except for the fact that we didn't buy that, we didn't play that for the first time this year and that was last year. Yeah. Um, but there's a Blue Sun expansion which extends the board on one direction of the original board. And then there's a Kaladasa expansion that mm-hmm. extends the board on the other side of the original board. And it makes this epically huge board. But what you can do instead is get a game mat, which has all the areas in one mat that you just roll out on your table. And and for me, yeah. that was just – it's just – I like it. I really like it. It's a bit of indulgence. It is. You can still, you don't need to have the mat to play those two expansions. No, no. And we had, you have to get the two expansions for the mat to really be worthwhile because it's got the areas that you don't have cards for if you don't have those expansions. But yeah, I don't know. It's my favorite part expansion (laughs) that I got, like, that we got this year for that game. And it does, it's nice rolling out this big mat. It takes up, we bought a two point something meter table because we wanted a table big enough for our board games. We roll out that mat, we set up all the cards for this game. and The, the mat, the cards, the money, the tokens. Yeah. 
everything and it, it fills f- the table. Yeah. It fills the table. I'm pretty confident we've got a few pictures on Instagram and Twitter um, and hopefully soon Facebook as well that uh, you can check out. So, um, yeah, it, it is the biggest real estate that we've got for, oh, a, for a game. But with that- and especially it's two-player games. So it's just... Two chairs yes. and the rest is game. You can play with more. It's not just you strictly can, a two-player but game, but we, we've only ever played two I don't player. know how we're going to – we're going to need a bigger table, I think. <laughs> but it's just so – when you roll out that mat, you know it's going to be – it's an epic game. It's not a yeah. half-hour quick game. You roll out that mat and you know it's going to be a nice stormy afternoon sitting inside playing a few hours of Firefly and it's brilliant. So my expansion, well, no surprises here. Um, I think the best expansion for 2017 is Wolfsburg Zombicide. Zombicide to me is one of my favourite games of all time and the one flaw that I felt that was in this game was that perhaps it was a little too easy to win but the Wolfsburg expansion really does bring in that that difficulty level with those wolves that just lifts the bar a notch and just makes the game so much more balanced. Before we were winning, we might lose every sixth game. Now where it's a 50-50 split, I think, with the games. Uh, if not, they win more than yeah. we do. So I think each quest we've played, we've lost about three times before we've won it. Yeah. So... And it just means the game lasts longer and that story mechanism with, with what's, what's slowly unfolding and, and the missions that these survivors need to go through just lasts so much longer. It, it is a really good game. Um, the expansion just lifts it up a notch and I love expansions that do that. The, it just the, adds that challenge that we needed yeah. with that game. The the characters uh, and the weapons lift oh, things up and no, uh, lift things up a notch as well. They're just it just more power, more brutality. Uh, you know, it just the whole game just feels like it, it's complete. We had I think in the the original Zombie Side Black Plague we had maybe three. Powerful weapons, like we didn't have a lot of powerful weapons. It was more about yeah. and mainly the numbers. Volk weapons as well. Yeah, yeah. But now in this one, you can stumble across some amazing weapons. The the, the drama is is, and this is actually quite clever of them. I guess I don't know whether it was what they wanted to do or not, but because they've just added more cards to the weapons deck, it takes you longer to get through the entire deck. And as a result, you you see you discover weapons that we've never played before because we just shuffled it straight in. And if you after a particular weapon in order to to win the game, yeah. good luck. You can't do that. Good yeah. luck. You, you've got to work with the weapons you've got, and, and which is great. Which is the way it should yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, really enjoy this game. Just just the last game that we played, we got two of the characters in the red, which was. Awesome, yeah. amazing, yeah. It's so powerful and, you know, it just brings a smile to my face every time I, I think about it. So, yeah, <laughs> really good game, really good expansion. There you have it. That's our top games of 2017. If you want to let us know what your top games of 2017 were, if you played any particularly good ones, then feel free to send us an email. Get in touch with us. We want to hear from you guys. 
You've been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast, the podcast where we talk about board games. If you wish to get in contact with us, please email us on podcast at allmannerofthings.com or visit us at www.allmannerofthings.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Um, I'm just saying exactly what you were saying. So it's yeah, fine. <laughs> um, yeah, you said quite simple. I'm just saying exactly what you said. It's like a, uh, a fairly independent. I don't know this this um, maker of this board game. Um, ILO. Yeah. Yeah.